Today's podcast is brought to you by Weather Optics. See weather differently. Find them on Twitter at Weather Optics or online at weatheroptics.net. Let's go. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to A Man in a Van. This is episode six. I'm your host, Josh Brooker. Today is September 18th, and you'll notice that a lot of time has gone by since I last recorded, and that's for a number of reasons. Um, I ran out of money in Chicago and had to head home. I drove through the night, dropping my friend off at the Detroit airport, and I think life sort of got in the way once I got home. I've been hunting for a job, uh, I've recently moved. I sort of lost passion for the project once I was off the road, but I have one more interview that I really want to share because it was with one of the nicest and most genuine people that I met along the way. Um, His name is Dr. Isaac Felimovicios, and his story is pretty incredible. He was born in Mexico, grew up there, and earned a medical degree and has been a doctor... uh, a special surgeon in Minneapolis for many years now. And he has a very big passion for food. He's been cooking all of his life and he's even dipped into it professionally a little bit. Um, He opened up his own restaurant, which he eventually had to close down because he was working not only the schedule of a surgeon, but the schedule of a restaurant owner, which is pretty nearly impossible. And now he's using his passion and his talent in cooking to throw auction charity dinners for people and uh, he often fetches a really good price for them and it always goes to a great cause. Um, He actually invited me into his home. I stayed for dinner. He made a delicious meal and he had a great family. They were incredibly nice to me and I couldn't have asked for a better evening and better hospitality while I was in Minneapolis. So without further ado, here's Dr. Isaac Felimovicios. I'm here in Minneapolis, Minnesota with Dr. Isaac Felivicios, but you can call him Isaac. (laughs) Um, He's had a great career in both the medical field and he's been cooking for quite a while. So uh, I'd like to learn a little bit about your influence in the kitchen. Where did it come from? You mentioned your grandmother earlier. Do you think you could talk about that? Absolutely. Since I was a young child, I always liked cooking, but my grandmother was an amazing cook. She had it in the bones. She was an immigrant from Eastern Europe and she liked to please everybody with food. So uh, through her love to food, I understand the art of cooking and how important it is to use the best and freshest ingredients to make the best food possible. Um, that started as a child and it continued throughout my whole uh, adolescence and until later, it was a great influence to me. Yeah, so what's interesting though is you originally did not get into the food industry, you're a surgeon. I come from a medical family. My father was a doctor, and uh, I always uh, wanted to go to medical school. But throughout my whole life, food has always been involved with me. Yeah, and you opened up a restaurant a few years ago. Can you tell us about that? I did. Opening a restaurant was on my bucket list, and after uh, working and uh, working very hard as a surgeon, I decided I wanted to open a restaurant on the side. It was a great idea at the beginning, and it went great, but I really figured out how much uh, 
strong work and hard work being in a restaurant and being in a kitchen was because I used to work there two days a week. Mm -hmm. I used to be behind the line cooking two days a week after a full day of work. Jeez. And uh, after five years, that was too much. Uh, it was a simple Mexican restaurant, uh, Mexican fast food, but all fresh and uh, fresh as me. Yeah. And now you cook for charity? Now, after that, I decided that I don't like to cook as a business, so I do a lot of cooking for charity where I auction my services to do private dinners for anywhere from 10 to 50 people in uh, different organizations, especially hospitals, uh, have used my services. And I, don't, I cannot say I became famous, but I became popular. Mm -hmm. So my services can be sold for anywhere from five to $10,000 for a meal for uh, 10 people, which all goes to charity. I provide the food and the services and the money goes directly to this organization. So they love doing that. That's amazing. I mean, it's a really great thing to do. Um, so a lot of uh, what I've talked about in my podcast is sourcing our ingredients responsibly and understanding where our food comes from. And I think there's an interesting connection to that, to our overall health. Um, how important would you say what we eat is to our overall health and how we develop? I think it's one of the most important things of keeping somebody healthy. And we don't understand what we do to food today. When you can buy a box of eight hamburger buns, and put them on the counter without being refrigerated for 30 days. And after 30 days, they still seem fresh. There's something wrong with it. Bread is something that should be baked in the morning and eaten afternoon or evening. And the next day, it should be thrown to the birds. It doesn't work the next day. That's what bread is. You see so many people right now trying to be gluten-free or, and that's completely wrong. It's not gluten-free. It's the wheat we're using is bad. Stripping away the endosperm and the germ. I don't know exactly what they do to that, but again, when you can keep a bun uh, alive for 30 days, that's just terrible. And I talk to a lot of patients who think they're gluten sensitive or gluten allergic, then they go to Europe and eat one piece of bread that was baked in the bakery that day, and they don't get sick. And they're surprised, I'm not. It's just because it's real bread. So what it's important to understand is that it's not that difficult to eat healthy and get fresh or healthy food. You just have to avoid things that are completely processed. And I wouldn't say avoid. There's nothing wrong with eating Oreo cookies. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to eat them for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner. Mm -hmm. You don't have to become just somebody who eats something that is comes out of the ground. But make sure that your overall health use fresh fruits, vegetables, and all kinds of different meats. Red meat has this idea that it's bad. No, it's not. It's bad for you if you eat it every day, every meal. But a balanced nutrition is the most important thing to a healthy body. One of the most important things that I try to teach people is food will not give you cancer or prevent cancer. Food will not make you sick or prevent illness. What it does is it makes your body healthy and strong to fight disease. And that's where the importance of this is. People who eat healthy, exercise and are strong are much better to fight disease and prevent disease than other people. But this idea that certain food gives you cancer or gives you anything is certainly not true in most cases. Mm -hmm. And is there anything specific that you'll tell patients uh, in, like in terms of switching up their diet? Absolutely. The other problem we have in this country is not so much what we eat but how much we eat. Mm -hmm. Portion control is the most important. The healthiest diet you can have is eat five times a day. A small breakfast, a snack, a small lunch, a snack, a small dinner. 
your lightest meal should be at night, your strongest meal should be either breakfast or lunch. And make sure that you keep feeding your body good food in small amounts so you don't come home and pig out and have a, one huge meal a day and then go to bed, which is really not good. Yeah. Now, your body doesn't know where the food comes from and it doesn't matter if you have an apple or a pear or a tomato or a banana. The body breaks that into ingredients, amino acids, uh, fat, uh, sugar, protein. So you need to have a balanced nutrition that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny you mentioned the bread thing because that's something I've been trying to tell people for quite a while. I have a lot of friends who are sensitive to gluten and they get mad at me when I try and explain to them that mm, you could eat gluten and you're just not eating the right type of flour. Absolutely. And I figure out in some uh, supermarkets today, they have something called Asian, uh, ancient European bread that uh -huh. comes from uh, wheat and yeast that comes from Europe. And that's something that I tell my patients or my friends, try that. And people say, you know what, it's interesting, I can eat that. Yeah, I mean, if I had it my way, I'd be milling my own flour right before making the sure. bread, you know? Sure, sure. Um, so, moving forward, how do you think that we sort of change this food culture in America? Can it be fixed? Well, you know, I think we're in a bad place right now. So do I. Morbid obesity in the United States is amazing. I just came back from a 10-day trip in Japan. Uh, I don't think I'm fat, but I was definitely the fattest person there. Yeah. And again, I think what we have to do is portion control and prevention of obesity since we're kids. We have to prevent disease and not only disease, because obesity is a disease, but it's something that can be prevented right away. But when you go to restaurants and they give you the amount of french fries, bread, or carbs just to fill you in. And if they don't give you that, people complain. They feel like they're, they're ripped off because they don't have a big enough plate. Um, I am a traveler of the world. I've lived in many places. America is one of the only places where you can tell somebody, hey, I'll take this to go. In another place, if you leave plating your food, they ask you you didn't like it or what's going on. The portions are one-tenth of what we give here in anything, steaks, burgers, salads, even in healthy food, you ask for a salad, you bring you a salad for four people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What role do you think fast food plays in all this? Well, how can you beat having a meal for $5 in five minutes in the crazy life we live today? Mm -hmm. uh, again, I just came back from Japan where you can go to a 7-Eleven and eat the most amazing healthy fast food in five minutes and cheap. They have sushi, they have salads, they have noodles, and it's all freshly packed that day. And it's very healthy. And I would love to be able to eat here. But what we call fast food here, when you have a hamburger that can have a thousand calories, that's pretty sick. And then they tell you, you know, for a dollar you can get this and you can supersize it. And at the end, you end up having meals that in that meal you eat more of the caloric intake that you can have in a day. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> it also is, it's really bad because people will eat that thousand calorie burger and then go straight to bed. So their body sure. is processing all of that while they're sleeping. And you eat it in your car or you eat it in your desk. Uh, for me, food is uh, religion, it's sacred. It's something that when I eat, I, I don't want to be disturbed. Mm -hmm. um, 
not only in eating, but in preparing the food. From the moment you start cooking to the moment you sit down and eat with your family, it's an event. And it's not only what you're eating, it's what you're talking, what you're doing. And you know, with all the bad things going on in the world in this country right now, if everybody would come home and have dinner with their family, the world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. All right, well, one wrap-up question. Uh, this podcast sort of speaks to a younger crowd. What advice would you have going forward to find that balance between eating right and living a normal, fast-paced life? Um, try to cook your own food. Try to choose what you eat, starting from how you buy it, where you buy it. And again, take out of your mind this, I don't have time. There's always a little time to do that. And it doesn't have to be food that is cooked for 24 hours or anything like that. When you appreciate what you eat, you pay for it, you choose it, and you come home and you cook it, it is much easier. So stay away from those $5 meals just because it's easy. That doesn't mean you cannot go there, but if you make your life out of beer, pizza, and hamburgers, you're gonna grow very, very unhealthy and also won't appreciate the art of food. Mm -hmm. Once you appreciate what food is, it's just great. And it becomes a completely different thing of what you eat, what you prepare, how you make it. Um, I tell people that the freezer is for ice cream and ice cubes. Don't freeze food, please. Food is not made to be frozen. Your refrigerator should have just the basic things. Milk, cheese, ketchup, mustard, a couple of salad dressings, uh, butter, that's it. The rest, go to the supermarket, buy it, eat your food, and whatever you don't eat, make it into something else or throw it away. Couldn't agree more. Thank you very much for talking to me. I really it's appreciate my pleasure. it. My pleasure. Whatever I can do to help. Thank you. Alrighty. Thank you, Dr. Fell, for that interview and for the hospitality. I really appreciate you having me at your house. You can follow him on Instagram at Dr. Fell Kitchen. That's D-R-F-E-L-E -E dot kitchen. Um, so to wrap up here, I just want to give a quick thank you to everyone who helped me out along the way, um, especially my parents who helped support this trip, all the people who let me stay with them along the way meant more than you guys know, to all the guests who took their time to speak with me, thank you so much because you made the trip what it was. People ask me what my favorite part about the whole entire experience was and I always say it was the people I met. Uh, you guys really opened my perspective to a lot of things, and I really hope to keep in touch with a lot of these people throughout the rest of my life. So, And one last thank you to all the listeners. Um, there were really a lot more of you than I expected, and it means a lot that people actually took the time to listen to what I had to say, and people kept coming back and listening to new episodes, and hopefully you learned something new about a topic that you otherwise wouldn't have explored. So um, that's it, folks. Again, thank you across the board. I really enjoyed the experience, and hopefully we'll be back someday soon. This is Josh Brooker signing off one last time. Bye.